1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range.
0: Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
1: Welcome to Talking Halos, this is Derek C. Paul, my co-host John Crane, and it's been a rough couple of days here, but we still want to go ahead and, and talk a little bit about the Angels and what's been going on, and and hopefully you can bear with this. John, how are you, man? I'm here. I'm here.
2: I'm here. It's, it's, uh, with a
1: heavy heart, I'm here. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's a little bit different. Usually we come in here, we're in, in a pretty happy mood. I had kind of had to make myself play our music today, but we do need to start moving on a little bit in terms of getting back to some sort of routine but can you tell people what you did in the last couple of days to just kind of deal with what's been going on
2: uh pretty much you know just kind of follow it on social media i was glad they canceled the game the first day um you know a lot a lot of different opinions on whether or not they should have played yesterday but um i did like uh Osmus's uh answer you know i mean it's uh, as i was mentioning before you know sports is sports is supposed to be an escape for us i look at it as an escape from what the world the what goes on in the world either personal or uh public tragedies you know and uh so i look at it as an escape and, and that's basically what brad you know said yesterday he says i could either have the guy sitting around in their hotel room you know just mourning and and thinking and reflecting on on this tragedy are um, you know send them out there and play to get it off their get their minds off it, which is exactly what I, I you know I watch angel baseball games to do to get my mind off of other things to just go in there for three three and a half hours and just focus on baseball competition fun the team my
1: hobby. It's a little weird though because it wasn't so fun last night. At I me, mean, it was it was. It was hard. I <laughs> I was sitting at home and, and watching the game and, and just trying to focus on... Real, well, John, in the end, I just had my phone out and I was interacting with people on social media. And watching the game, I, there was no focus on statistics. There was no focus on pitches. All I could think of was that uh, these guys are really struggling it wasn't just the angels by the way you struggled me it was pretty obvious the rangers were having a hard time with it too. the teams combined for uh, just a ridiculous amount of walks and errors the rangers set a team record for pitches thrown in a game it was 249 they threw in the Mm -hmm. game with all the walks they had it was just it was a hard experience for everybody And, and by the way a shout out to the texas rangers for the class they showed just come on i've never seen a A team allow or put an opposing player's number and colors on their field before, and that's what the Rangers did. They were accommodating in every kind of way, and uh, it was just so classy on their part. So the Rangers deserve a lot of credit for everything they did. It just um, they deserve it. Well today, you know I saw a lot of uh, different opinions uh,
2: 2 days ago you know and, and I saw a lot of uh, attitude and actual stri- straight up blatant statements of you know can't we just get this season over because it has been a frustrating season for fans over, and 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 this just really kind of erases all those you know oh boy you know you, you know you had a you pitched a bad game all that's out the window now I mean this really isn't about this is about a human being, and where we all come together. And whenever, you know, whatever we, you know, we thought of someone's pitchy performance two weeks ago, it doesn't matter anymore. And really, it kind of makes you question you know what you know what is it you know like the game yesterday they won they lost like i said was that was i celebrating no um really makes you wonder you know like i said i did definitely and i still have a little part of me like you know can't we just get this season over because it's just it's just so hard and watching that press conference yesterday um with heaney uh, oh, yeah. trout yeah. um you know i mean this is we you know we we're they're just people that we we uh, you know we read in the stat lines we go we some of us buy their jerseys um, but these are these are you know I, I couldn't imagine going into work and having my coworker who sits across from me not be there anymore um uh, you know, be gone and say, I never, you know, and and this is, I think, they're even closer than that because they, they spend time together, they're in the same hotel rooms yeah. together, and I mean, they really are, they d- develop a brotherhood. Um, I think even uh, somebody was talking about, I saw a comment, I thought was a kind of a funny comment, but it was saying about Justin Upton was so upset and he's only been there a year. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's actually it's been longer than a year. It was the middle of the last season, but I mean, it was the middle of two seasons ago. But you know, it it's just it's family. It's family to them, and I think we've unfortunately
1: all know what it's like to lose a, a family member. Well, I guess my military perspective will come in here because when i when I was deployed and doing a six month cruise. I'm spending time with these people more, you know, much more than spending my family. I'm not seeing my family at all. It's all I'm seeing, and there's a lot of similarities. Not entirely, I mean, it's much different, obviously, in the military because it's, it's every day, twenty-four-seven. But there are a lot of similarities in the fact that you get taken away from your family a lot. You spend more time with these guys, both on the field and then before a game, after a game, in the clubhouse for meals. Than you do with your own family for a large portion of the year, and they become your family, and it happens very quickly. It it does. It doesn't have. It doesn't just. It doesn't take very long when all you do is see each other, and it, at least all kinds of issues in some cases. And but in the end, you become a brotherhood. So Did, the idea that well, I've been there a year, year and a half. No, this no no no. You you've been there enough to be around each other enough to to develop that bond
2: well it's like as as a looking at a fan perspective you know we see we see albert on first base yucking it up with whoever's standing on first base with them and they're hugging each other and they're you know and and, and in all sports we watch them after we have we suffer a heartbreaking loss we watch them walk over smile and laugh and hug the opponent you know they're they're longtime friends it's not even just teammates and maybe former teammates and these <laughs> This is a job to them, and it is it is a competition, and they're very passionate about it. But the, the, we see these people as human beings, which I think with social media we don't see people as human beings. We see them as a picture, as a video, as a, a you know they did this, they did that, and but when you look and you actually look at the human being, you get to know them and you and and you grow, build a relationship with them. You see that much differently. Oh, my my good friend had a bad outing. I'm so I feel bad for my. You know, my bad you had a bad game. Um, they feel pain, you know they they feel the sympathy and the comfort because it's their friend, they feel the pain. Um, where we look at it as ah, you let us down again. you know you because in, in most cases, we never really have an opportunity to meet these people face to face, especially for any extended amount of time. So um, I think that's even beyond the team, there's a an, uh, an alliance among all baseball players.
1: Yeah, and it was a rough night, too, just on the field. Tom Stella with an upper with an upper right leg or upper left leg, which one contusion. Looked a lot worse than that. We'll find out how bad it is at some point today. Brian Goen gets hit in the hand. He They, they take him out. of the game, contusion on his right hand. So it was a rough day even getting back on the field overall. Just not fun <laughs> in terms of watching our guys take their lumps. They still, I mean, they won the game. Didn't feel like it, but they won the game and the emotion afterwards like you mentioned the press conference and Haney and Mike Trout it was really tough to see uh, just it was, it was this is going to hurt for a while but the goal, I just want to go back to one point that you brought up and that point was some people are saying you just want the season to end well at this point if it helps this organization come back together and recover if it helps this organization move forward if it helps the fan base heal then you play you play all year, you go to every game you can, if you can, you, you really become part of the quote-unquote Halo Nation. You become part of that even deeper than you were, and you realize that in a way, in some kind of weird and horrible way, this is all a little bit freeing, because I don't think anybody from this point forward is going to expect a pennant race now. I don't think anybody from this point forward, you just lost one quarter of, if you're talking baseball, you're talking, you lost 20% of your starting rotation. You've lost somebody who's a heart and soul of the team. It was very clear he was coming into his own this year too, by the way. Going back and looking at the numbers, he was starting to really become something here. You've lost that. And so I don't think anybody here is looking at this point and going to be sitting there going, hey, let's criticize the team's performance the rest of the year. No, we can actually sit back and just heal with these guys and not take it for granted for half a season or whatever it is we can we can breathe and uh I, I, yeah i'm I'm glad to
2: hear you say that because that's kind of how i feel you know we I, we I think i've said on more than one occasion i didn't have a lot of the expectations for this season but for this to happen and you know them to to perhaps refocus and uh just make this, you know, maybe dedicate this season. But again, I think I think a lot. Of, I think some of the pressure is going to be off. I'm sure there'll be
1: some fans who disagree with this, um, but I, I, you know, I'm I think this way. You ahead. lost. You lost probably the second best pitcher in your staff right now in terms of starting. You, if we're talking baseball, and I don't want to talk a whole lot of baseball today, but you also lost somebody who really kind of kept things together and was very stable overall in the clubhouse. So to me, if the Angels can can rally and pull things together and finish the year with five hundred with a five hundred record, who would complain at this point? It's not because it wouldn't be the same as past years. The, the trials they faced this year won't even match up. So if they can come around, what I want what I want to see these guys do, and I, you could already see it happening last night, is they were they were handling this in a way that showed me they're going to be alright and that they are going to find a way to grow from this as people as men and as baseball players and that's all you really can ask for right now that's just if, if they were to fall apart and just crumble then what kind of memory would that leave for about Tyler what would that say about how they felt about him so that's not what we're seeing, we're seeing the exact opposite. They're rallying they're. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I don't think there's
2: a player on the team who isn't thinking. I mean, they know in their heart, we all know in our heart, that he wouldn't, Skaggs wouldn't want them to, if, if you presented him with this, he wouldn't want them to quit. He'd want them to play. He'd want them to play just as hard as they've ever played, and maybe even harder. And so I think they will embrace this as – you know, I mean, I, I, we already got the, you know, I mean, I think they will, will have, they'll have him on, on their mind every game they go out and even after the game and before the game and, and in the off season. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I don't think they're going to quit because they've got skags. It's just, you know, it's just so hard, you know, when you, and then when you go back to, you know, not to get, you know, when you go back to the 2009 Aiden Hart season, um, that was a two-time defending Western League championships. This this was a veteran team that had a, a solid pitching staff that Aiden Hart was actually on the periphery. You know, he was maybe the fifth, fourth, or fifth starter. Um, whereas we just, you know, they, they lost one of their one or two starters, you know, the one or two starter. And... Um, but I don't think that that even matters to them. I really don't. I don't think it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I feel like I feel obligated to talk a little bit of com- competitive because that's what you know it's we are Angels podcast and we're Angels fans and um, but it really doesn't it, it, it doesn't matter you know I just I just want them to to feel I want them to have a successful season. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the five hundred. I like. I like him just to play hard the rest of this season. And whatever comes of it, comes of it. Um, and, uh, and, it and dedicated all the skags.
1: Well, sure. I mean, I, and I would love if they did better than that. And honestly, you know, these kind of tragedies have a way of bringing up the best in people. So it wouldn't surprise me if they completely turned it around and, and did so above our expectations. I'm just saying that I'm not going to sit here and worry about that anymore this year. Because it is bigger than the game these are human beings that are going to feel them. And they happen to be, outside of our criticisms that we're going to have from time to time, based on performance or attitude or whatever, they happen to be human beings who are doing the best they can. We have to believe that. I don't think anybody gets to majorly, majorly roster in, at this point in their lives or anything, any other point in their lives, are not doing the best they can to win. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes your body says no. Do you think Albert Pujols wants to be hit in 233? Or you think our pool is going to be hitting like he did 15 years ago? I mean, your body sometimes just tells you no. So as long as these guys are going out there and they're still going and still giving it and still doing everything they can to grow, how could you not support them? And even if they struggle, how could you not support? Them? Because look what they're going through.
2: Well, I was very impressed to hear. Uh Brad Asmus, uh Well, first, I just want to go back to his reaction too at the um, at the first press conference, the non-player co- press conference, and he was uh, inconsolable. Um, um, it's that, that was a hard press conference to watch too, especially Epler too. Billy, Billy, Billy was uh, you know maintained his composure for the most part, and and Asmus lost it several times, and uh, um, but. Um, Boy, I just got deferred. Oh, no, I was so happy to hear Broad talking about how they were. We got to win this game. We got after the game, we said, we are going to win this game. We got to win this one. We're going to win. They had a we're going to win this game attitude. Um, before that game, and I wasn't expecting. I wasn't. I mean, that's. I, I guess I should expect it every night, but it, to hear that they were verbalizing that in the locker room and 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 you know and
1: getting motivated, um, that impressed me. So, really quick, folks, before we get any deeper, well, you know, for this show today, I ha- I got to be honest. John and I are doing this just a process. We're still processing it. We we don't want to go the entire weekend without. Putting something out to you and giving our thoughts. I can tell you that this podcast is going to be put together throughout the day on Wednesday, July third, and I have no idea who will be showing up on the podcast today. Um, I we usually do series previews, and so I reached out. I was going to wait till next week to do a Houston Astros one, but I figured we could talk a little. Bit. We probably should talk a little baseball. I reached out to a couple of Astros guys. It was short notice, so who knows what's going to happen? They, we, you may, <laughs> we may go into that. Later we may not, and if it doesn't happen, I'm sorry. We'll get one next week. Uh, we h- will have Deary, a veteran. I, we, you know we like to welcome veterans to the show, talk some baseball, and he'll be on a little bit um, to, to talk about the Angels. So if this podcast seems disjointed, just right now know why, and that's because we are kind of winging in here. Normally, and John John will attest to it, I have a plan put together. He's helped, He helps put it together, and we have points we get to, talking points that we need to discuss. We have it all organized today. It's just about Tyler and, and his memory and how this team moves on and just talking it through. So uh, just a heads up that this is not going to be your normal organized podcast, and if that makes you say, ah, I don't want to listen to it, then fine. I get that. You, we'll, we'll see you next show. But... Um we just figured this is the best way to handle it today is cuz we're both pretty raw and we're both trying to still kind of figure it all out. You know, it's a little weird. We, we're talking about a guy that we've never met. I've never met Tyler, and, but they become an extent part of your failing because of the fact you've been watching this guy pitch for years, you've been you've watched we've watched every, you know, every game of the Angels is available to watch or listen to. So you've seen all. you know, you've become part of the family and vice versa. It's like an extended family. And it's just, um, you know, it's for people who would say, come on, you're just a fan. Nah, man, it's not just a fan. That It becomes part of your life. Fan is short for fanatic. When you're fanatical about something, you eat, drink, and live it. We, we read baseball. We watch baseball. We listen to baseball. We talk about baseball. And when we're talking about baseball, we're talking about these guys. And so mm-hmm. they become a pretty big part of your life. And um, by the way, we also reached out to you know at least one of the Facebook groups and asked them what they want us to talk about. And and one of the things they did want us to mention and, and kind of discuss was Cole's tribute to uh, to Skaggs, and I thought that was pretty neat, pretty special. That he remembered that, and I, I don't really think you know I don't really think it was planned or anything. He just the emotion took over. You see the emotion taking over for a lot last night. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. Special, um, they did handle diversity pretty well. I, I mean, I, I think they did everything they could. I mentioned in the last show that Tyler went through a lot to even get back to being a major league pitcher, let alone a starting pitcher. Yeah, Tommy John surgeries, the various different injuries. This guy went through a lot. And the crying shame of it is that, in the end, you know, two things from the baseball side of it. He um, will never really know what he could have been because he was just starting to figure it out. And then the, on the personal side of it, this guy just got married a few months ago, and that's gone, and and that's even even worse.
2: That's the worst of all. Just his his family. This is, I mean, like I said, baseball is baseball, but it's yeah, I mean. Yeah, we, we, we yeah, I saw. I think you saw on Facebook. I, we went out. I asked my wife yesterday morning, "You want to go over there?" And uh, we went and left a baseball cap on there, uh, an Angels cap, and uh, that's a steady, steady flow, uh, flow of fans. Um, a lot of emotions. Um, quiet. It was uh, a lot of reporters too. Interest. A lot. Of, I mean, obviously, a lot of reporters, and they happened have a. They happen to have a, a blood. The blood. A blood donation drive there too. So I went over and gave blood, and uh, my wife had given blood uh, a couple weeks ago, and and we forgot that they were going to be there that day. But anyway, so we gave blood a little way to honor.
1: It's, you know, I wish I could be out there to do it. I really do. I wish I could be out there to do it, and uh, I guess I'll have to do it here.
2: We we actually saw one of the guys from uh, uh, one of the the other websites. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Which which one it was, um, but we actually saw him and his daughter getting interviewed, and then he posted on Facebook yesterday that his daughter, uh, that him and his daughter got interviewed, uh, and uh, so we we actually saw them getting interviewed at the time. And then we picked up tickets. We went over and picked up tickets to the game when they come home. So uh, I'm hoping everybody will be standing on their feet when they uh, when they take the field. I think the team could use as much support as possible, and uh, so we'll, we'll, I'll be back. at we'll be we'll, we'll be back when they come back their first home game from this road trip, and uh, I'm I'm expecting it to be a sellout,
1: and I'm hoping the the crowd to be on their feet. I hope so too. All right. So moving on. We do have ourselves an interview with Patrick McClellan. He is a really awesome dude who spent a good amount of time with us today when he didn't have to. He he took the time basically because we just want to talk baseball with somebody just to try and move on a little bit from it. And we were able to reach him and he was more than willing to come on and talk baseball with us for this weekend series with the Astros it was really neat of him to do so and in the, the most important part of it was it wasn't just a conversation about the series considering it's, it is really it's a it's a pretty big mismatch but just talking baseball in general comparing notes to what the Astros did to rebuild and what the Angels could do and just a neat conversation there is some pain there we talk a little bit about how the how losing Tyler Affects us and um, it hurts to talk about it. And I hope that the conversation itself does not offend, it's not intended to offend. We are just trying to, we're just trying to talk baseball. So here it is: a conversation with Pat McClellan from Sports Radio 610 in Houston, also the host of the Lima Time Time podcast. Check it out. <laughs> All right, folks. We're here with Patrick McClellan from Sports Radio 610 and the host of the Lima Time Time podcast out there in Houston. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. It's a short notice, especially, but uh, but hey, we're glad to have you. How you doing?
3: Absolutely, I appreciate it. I, I short notice. I like I like short notice. It's I like to just jump and do things impulsively. So this is this is ideal.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We'll get into it right away. The Astros had a little bit of a skid there. They were looking very vulnerable, and they do what many teams this season have done. They got healthy on Seattle. They win last night. How are things looking overall with Houston as we get towards July 4th and so on?
3: Where are they right now? Uh, I could give you two different answers. Um, I, I, I think I think they're still the best team in the entire uh, Major League Baseball. But uh, also, I, I think that little skid was losses that were owed back when they were playing with a, a makeshift minor league lineup and they were playing out of their minds uh i think you know the injuries and the, that stuff caught up to them but uh yeah i i i, I like the fact that they lost in june i i think they're the best team in baseball and i and i and i really really
1: believe that well we were, we've only seen them twice this year and we don't want to remember those two games quite frankly because they were ugly uh, but the monterey it, games Oh my gosh, it was Those were an
3: absolute decimations, yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah,
1: it it wasn't pretty at all. Uh, It it really, to me, kind of exposed where the Angels are right now, where the Astros are right now, because that's what you esteem to be. If you're the Angels, you esteem to be where where the Astros are. And for a while, we've had some kind of bubblings here. Are the Angels ready to compete or not? Are they ready to compete or not? And those two games, to me, were pretty... They were pretty good signals that, no, they're not ready yet. What... Overall, has made the Astros so successful, not just this year, but in the last two years as well. I mean,
3: they—it's the depth. They're they're loaded with talent from the major league roster all the way down to 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 you know rookie A ball. I mean, just full of prospects. They've loaded on. Uh, I mean, guys that aren't even up yet are you know slotted to start. So it's it's just a factory. You're adding guys that you know Jordan, Jordan Alvarez is <laughs> tearing. Tearing up the league as soon as he comes up, uh, they don't miss a beat. I, I think it's just the fact that they're loaded with talent, and uh, no matter who they play, it's it's going to be a productive uh, a productive player. And they can they can use that to you know give people days off and play in different positions, different lineups. AJ Hint Hinch mixes it up. It's they're a they're a monster these days. It's they're going to be tough to deal with for for years to come.
1: Now, one of the things they did though was they went down. And basically, did what many Angels fans have been asking the club to do, which is the yes, or is it a complete teardown? I mean, oh, yeah. A complete and total teardown. Oh. They were horrid.
3: My or, God, it was some of the worst ye- the worst years of baseball I've ever watched in my entire life. It was god awful. Didn't know who they were trotting out, but uh, ma- management was very open from the from the get go, and they said, "Look, we're going to do this. We're going to rebuild through the draft. We're going to." Stack and stack and stack, and and they pretty much laid it out almost to the t of when they won the World Series, of how they were going to succeed, and, and they're doing it. And now you see other clubs like San Diego and, uh, yeah, Chicago did it around the same time. A bunch of teams are doing the same thing, and I think that's the the way to go. Unless you're going to spend Yankee or Boston type free agency money, and I, I still don't think that's the way. You got to do it through through the draft.
1: Well, it's impossible really to do that consistently, Boston Yankee money because what teams really consistently can spend what those teams can spend. The Angels mm-hmm. are behind the eight ball and they spent yeah. on one guy and they have one contract really burying them now, the contract. So yeah. you and they're they're in a big market. And they are right. a top ten salary team. And even they they can't do that on a consistent basis. That makes you wonder long term, what is the future of big spending, because we're seeing stories like the Pujols' contract and we've seen other contracts that we had some really
3: bad contracts. I mean, I for, oh it's for yeah. like my 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 uh, evaluation of the Angels over the past—I don't know how many years—is uh, overpaying for guys past their prime, the Garrett Andersons, and the just these guys that aren't bad players, but you're paying max level money for guys that aren't you know aren't going to really be difference makers. So bad contracts and poor Mike Trout, bless his heart.
1: <laughs> well, Garrett Anderson was. One of the originals. So that Not Gary Anderson. Uh, oh. Who was I? I'm trying to... Man, there's a whole bunch no, of them. You I could... think? Well, CJ Wilson, um, <laughs> Hamilton, and then the big one being Pujols. They were trying to win a World Series that year. They were going all in. And they knew when they went all in that down the line, they're going to pay a price for it. But nobody expected the fall off in production from those three guys as fast as it happened, especially yeah. for Pujols. And it really killed... The Angels pretty much emptied out their farm system. And that's what kind of makes me envious. I'm looking at the Houston Astros and what you guys did was you said, you told the fans, we are tearing down. Yeah, and and it's going to be
3: rough. Bear with us. And boy, was it, man. Boy, was it rough. So here's my question, uh, though. Very worth it. (laughs) Definitely
1: worth it. Well, yeah, it's amazingly worth it. here's my question for you is when the team told the fans, when the the team was, because they were up front, right? They were up front
3: very upfront, laid it all out,
1: yeah, so how did the fans respond to that did they did they say screw this we're not coming around anymore uh, what what was the overall fan base I reaction mean, it was uh, it, it was split you had I mean I think like myself and people
3: that you know follow the team closely and and kind of understand like really understand how the game works and what's needed uh, it was a necessary evil and I was you know excited for it um it was time it was just kind of they were kind of pet- petering and medi- mediocrity and you're just like ah, uh, just no direction so it was it, it was ideal for me but there were a lot of fans that were like i'm not gonna watch this and you know there was empty minute Maid park was empty and it was terrible it was terrible ba- i mean t- legitimately terrible baseball <laughs> for 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 a few years but i mean it it definitely paid dividends and you got to see some guys come up and you got to see a, a bunch of guys develop and now there's you know guys like JD Martinez and also I mean there's uh, there's former Astros during those years on almost every major league team and it's just fun to see those guys all over the league. But other than that, if you don't truly love baseball, watching a 113 lost team is uh is not the greatest Brutal.
1: <laughs> at all. Brutal. Here's my question for you though with all that now. You're you're looking at basically two You know, two teams going different directions. The Angels are dealing with this tragedy. Um, We already had pitching issues heading this weekend. And here are the Astros who, I agree with you, I think they are the best team in at least the American League and given the Dodgers' bullpen problems, maybe the entire Major Leagues. What do the Angels have to do to challenge the Astros this weekend? Ah, man... (sighs) The Angels are
3: have always been a mystery to me because I, I, I look at the lineup. It, it always has felt like they should be the second best team in the division for almost every year. I, I mean, Seattle was good there for a while before they sold it all off. And I, I just don't understand why the Angels aren't better. <laughs> I just don't. I, I don't get it. I uh, I know the pitching hasn't been great, but I look at a lot of them like they should be more competitive. So uh, for that, so I just want to throw that out there that the Angels are a mystery. But uh, I don't know, man. I I I honestly don't know. The Astros, they have great pitching and they have great offense. I don't pick your poison to be to be honest. I. uh, I don't know. Uh, sometimes the Astros' bats go dead. Maybe hope for that. <laughs> I really I wish I had an intelligent answer because I, I, I don't know how I'd beat the Astros. There's no holes. There, it's brutal for, for opposing teams.
1: Well, to answer the, the comment about the Angels, it's all pitching. And the, the, that's why I asked about the farm system side of it because, I mean, in evaluating the Angels' farm system, Billy Upper came in and took over a team that had nothing left. In terms of talent, farm yeah. system, and he takes a lot of heat today for the Angels being basically mediocre without people really understanding that that he took over a team that had a couple stars and pretty much nothing in the farm system.
3: Right? Yeah, that's brutal. There's, I mean, there's nothing you can do with that. But roll with the guys you have on the major league roster. I mean, and then just yeah, rebuild there's... and
1: rebuild and rebuild. We have several pitching prospects coming up, but you know, losing losing Tyler just. Is devastating. That's brutal, man. Yeah, that's
3: that's so awful, so awful. um, I I don't even know how to. Yeah, that's my comment. I don't have anything to add. It's just terrible, terrible tragedy.
1: Losing Tyler personally, as you know, for a team is for them. He was, he was a heart and soul of that team in a lot of ways, and he was coming to his own. And the other side of it was baseball wise, he was really believed he was. It was believed we were finally starting to see what he could have been for the last four or five years after having Tommy John surgery and. It really hurts this team's plans, I think, for the next two, three years. And the idea we were looking forward to was next year we'll, we'll be able to maybe complete for, compete for a wild card. And then maybe the year after that, we'll have enough talent up at the major league level across the board, pitching-wise, to compete for the division. And now you have to wonder how that's going to be because he was a big part of that. And then looking down the minor league roster all the way, you have pitching guy, guys coming up, a couple guys kind of there in AAA, but are... Main processor now up there, Jose Suarez and Griffin Canning. Yeah, and the yeah. guys who are just getting started off were 19 years old down there at Low A. Man, get
3: them up, get them up to the, get them up to the major league roster now.
1: They are. Get, do, do that now.
3: Get. I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get rid, you gotta get rid of the, the Justin Uptons and the. I mean, you just gotta unload, and I, I, that's the only way. Get rid of the Lucroys. Get rid of these guys, and just play with the young guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it possible that? That would make Mike Trout sad, and they don't want to do that, because he, well, he doesn't want to play with he doesn't want to lose for the, the some of the remaining years of his prime, which I don't blame, but I mean, what do you do?
1: <laughs> what I do think, you do? Well, I think the plan was, and we've been talking about this so much, but I think the plan was for the angels was to basically get a, guy, a bunch of guys on lower year contracts. Like, most right. of these guys, they took flyers on Cahill. They took flyers on yeah. Harvey. Maybe not they not, terrible, a not
3: terrible chances, honestly. If they no. would have panned out, they were I would have done the same thing. Yeah,
1: but they're all one-year deals, so they can yeah. reload in the offseason. So they're expected to be players for major free agents this offseason. And they're going to have to now. They're going to compete because they don't have any, anybody really readily available at the triple a level. So there is something there. The, he was really smart in how he got people... You know, at these low end deals, LaCroix won't be back next year. We know that. We know that none of those guys are going to be back. Uh, so the question is can we be, the question really was until Monday. It really was until Monday.
2: Yeah. If
1: this team is competitive and competing for the wild card come July 10th, 14th ish or somewhere around there, will they buy? man i would sell i would sell so hard for prospects
3: i would just i mean that was that's the first page of the, the jeff luno handbook it's just before the draft just uh, these veteran guys i mean i mean guy even cole calhoun guy anybody literally anybody but otani and and uh and trout and get as many prospects as you can and uh and start there i mean that's i, I don't know but i mean if you're in the wild wildcard race i mean i can't can't blame any team that doesn't sell when you are in a race. I mean, uh,
1: well, it's it's car, especially it's, in the American
3: League where there is not too many teams competing. It's kind of a, a handful, and the rest are garbage.
1: Well, it's hard to sell a resell or re, sorry, a, a rebuild now because a lot of the line. I think you know, David Fletcher's pretty young. I you have do it. Otani and Trout, a couple of those guys are, are going to be there. What do you do with um? What do you do with holes? Yeah, that, uh, that contract's an acre,
3: so. And the, I, t- somebody would take him if, if he would be willing to, to go somewhere to a, a, for one year for a, a, a playoff run and be a big you know Dh or a bat, get rid of him. Bid him well, fair yeah, do. Best of luck to you sir. Uh, thank you for your years of service here. Sir. go do your thing. Uh, we don't want that contract and uh, we don't re- honestly need you at all. <laughs> we'll they'll have to eat at least they'll probably have to eat at least do it. Eat it. Just eat do it, it all at once, it and just yeah, it's good. It's that it sucks. I feel I feel bad for you guys.
1: No, it's, really. it's it's nowhere near as dire as it sounds. They have guys. No, it's in not there.
3: dire. It's just kind of you're. It's stuck in a place where you're. It's not bad enough to to unload, and it's not quite good enough to go all in. You just kind of like you're just kind of stuck there.
1: Well, sure. It's a slow. What it is really is when you guys did this rebuild that was from the ground up, and they all developed the system. These guys all played together, and in in reality was actually coming to a twenty seventeen world series victory it was it was painful to get there but it actually in terms of a full rebuild and then setting yourself for the next decade that was a pretty quick rebuild too oh well, absolutely
3: to they also hit on all but one first pick i mean they hit on all their number mm-hmm. one picks or on the team aside from uh from uh what's his name uh, Mark Appel, uh was the one the one uh and Brady Aiken as well, but I mean they end up getting Bregman. You got McCullers on a Rule Five. You know, I mean all these guys who are are on the team and contributing and are all stars. Sure. So uh, so you got to hit on draft picks too. I, I yeah. I, they it's the perfect blueprint, but I mean yeah you got to get to that place of yeah. absolute rock bottom.
1: With fairness, the the Angels have been hitting on draft picks. Griffin Canning came up pretty quickly, draft, yeah, for sure. Um, so they are hitting. It's just I think they're the Billy Upler approach is what they had to do in New York. New York that they fell apart. They had to rebuild that farm system while still trying to compete, and it took longer, basically. And for that's sure. what they have to do. And that's what they're, you know. And the the cool part of it though is when Mike Trout resigned. He was part of the whole planning process, so he knows everything that's going on. For sure, he was whatever it was that they told him. Whatever it was that that they took, whatever it, whatever there was that they proposed to him, he liked it, and he's like, "Okay, I am staying." I was I was actually surprised.
3: No, no offense. I, I I mean I know he's a loyal guy and uh you know he lives there and he's been there. But I I honestly uh, thought he would get out, you know, and take just one run, maybe go play for the Phillies. I, I I was shocked at that that contract. It's super cool. I mean, all the cornerstone pieces are there. All of the the superstar, the the trial the Otani's. You have all the pieces. Like it's not. It's right there. It's 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 pitching is what it is. And Pitching, I think if you can score a you know a, a number one, number two guy, and one of these you know the the Griffin Canning's you know pans out. The uh, uh, who's the other guy? Jose Suarez. Is it, is it Suarez? Who's Jose the other? Suarez
1: uh, just came up as well. he and he has, I think, mid rotation potential.
3: That's all you need, but you—I mean—that's a—that's a piece that you need. I mean, it's—it's it's not. It, uh, now that I'm kind of playing it back, we're sitting here talking. It's—it's it's not. It isn't. It isn't dire. Like it's all right there. It's just very. It's just very calculated chess-like moves that, if you know, it falls into place, they can be right there. It's—it's it's very odd having them not battle with the Astros because when we uh, went over to the American League, I was like, all right, well, it's going to be us and the Angels for the foreseeable future, <laughs> and it's been everything but that.
1: And it may be because I, I, the Angels. I think will be heavily involved. They're going to have to be. They're losing Tyler. I think before we, they were shooting. I think for looking for an ace this offseason. Now I think they're going to be much more active. And and uh, man, it's a. Uh, beyond and the, words are
3: so garbage this is the time to do it the rangers are i don't even know what they're doing this year they're probably using witchcraft or some sort of magic because they're terrible and i don't know how they're they're playing like that mariners are garbage the a's are never going to be good i mean it's right there you know well the, <laughs> like, the a's are now.
0: good but i don't not know I, I don't
3: understand the a's either they just they'll just randomly win 10 in a row and all of a sudden they're back around 500 again so i don't get it but i don't think they're good either
1: well, they they have they're, they're a bad matchup for us because we throw we we have guys who give up a lot of home runs and they hit a lot of home runs so they get us every time it seems that they, they are yeah, one us.
3: of those they're one of those they're one of those pesky teams but yeah I mean but they're not like on like on you know on, they're just not a a good team that's gonna that's gonna win a chance to win the World Series so like division the, the division aside from Houston is wide open uh, and that, honestly the American League is like this is the time to to kind of put your chips in in, in my opinion.
1: We'll see I mean the Yankees are still playing pretty well uh, very well considering how many guys they've had or we'll see what they do I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be a, an Astros and Yankees America. yeah I'm, Yankees that's the Series. only team
3: I'm legitimately uh not scared of but like they're like I I'm scared of them they're 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 good top to- bottom
1: so the one thing though you guys have had like you talking about your pitching you're talking about your hitting and this weekend coming in do you, do you have an idea of who's starting these three
3: games uh, let me see uh yeah give me a second I'll uh I'll let you know. Uh, well, actually, I don't because I know that they were. I don't know if AJ decided what he was going to do with a. There was a skip spot for Brad Peacock who went on the uh, the injured list. Uh, let me see how it pans out. I believe I see Wade Miley pitches tonight. Uh, man, it depending on what the work is in the All Star game. I mean, it could it could come back to. To JV and and Garrett Cole, which would not be ideal for you guys.
1: What are the odds of you guys keeping Garrett Cole? He's talked about a lot of it here, especially. Uh, I I think that
3: he would be he would be the the top uh, the top issue in the, in the front office is getting a deal done for Garrett Cole. I I, I as far as I know, he's absolutely in the plans, and uh, uh, I don't you know I don't know if he's gonna want to go elsewhere. I I'm, I think he likes it here. Uh, He's gotten the the best out of his stuff and kind of revamped his game, and has just lightened up the league. I I would be very surprised if Garrett Cole wasn't an Astro for at least the next two or three years.
1: All right. Well, hey, we want to thank you so much for taking time with us again. Short notice, absolutely. and the reality was, we just want to talk some baseball. It's been really rough the last couple of days, and yeah, I hope just, you guys are
3: holding up, man. That's uh, that's absolutely brutal. Absolutely it, brutal.
1: Well, if you, if you go back and part of this podcast, my partner in crime here, uh, we're all gonna we we are basically just telling folks we're we're this together because we don't have an en- we don't have enough in us to do it otherwise. It's just like you just get it out there for people to listen to. We don't, you know, I know we it. Something happen, and then you know, yeah, you guys have been there too. I mean, it's just oh man, you, uh,
3: yeah, we'll we'll just randomly not do shows. Yeah, there's sometimes times where you just can't. There's just not there's not anything to say and uh or not enough and that's just yeah it is what it is i so believe me i know well best uh best of uh everything to uh angels nation and that's just yeah that's rough uh, that's you got my condolences and thoughts and prayers and all the good all the
1: good stuff hope to see you guys uh competing for that wild card well, we appreciate it and, well patrick can you let people know where they can find you and find all your work uh yeah uh,
3: at p mcclellan on twitter it's m-c-l-e-l-l-a-n that's that's probably the best place i don't know my other places but i I just go (laughs) there go go there if if you want uh or not it it honestly doesn't matter nothing matters i'm a nihilist no yeah at p mcclellan on twitter uh hit me there or, or don't so uh maybe i'll see you guys around the bend
1: well, we are going to see a lot each this year because the Angels and the Astros still have 16 games, I believe. That yeah, John, hit me anytime,
3: board. anytime you want to revamp this, I'll uh, I'll do it anytime well, you want.
1: Well, I appreciate you taking the time, and, and we'll definitely take you up on that. Thank you so much. For sure.
3: All right. Take care.
1: So there it is. Again, thanks so much, to Patrick, for coming on the show. And so, just moving on here a little bit, I want to go ahead and bring Dury on. So let's welcome Derry to the show. All right, folks. Well, hey, hey, we are here for another veteran visit to talk some angels. I have with me Derry Masters. And Derry, can you let people know what service you were a part of and when and where you served?
0: Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is DeRay. I'm a Marine. I served from 2010 to 2013. I served um, where I did my two years in Okinawa, Japan, so that was a great time when I was out there. I guess that gives me a little bit of a connection to Shohei Otani.
1: And what was your job in military?
0: I was a legal admin clerk.
1: Well, thank you so much for your service and and being willing to put your name on the dotted line. People don't really realize all the time what that means. So, again, thank you and happy 4th of July.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you for all your support as well and everyone else's
1: so it's been a rough week for all of us out here and, and it just uh, kind of threw us off for a little bit of a loop a little bit of a curveball I you know, I can't even talk straight to be honest man and <laughs> we're trying to talk yeah, it was so hard you know the uh, these couple podcasts since the big day when we lost Tyler has been um, it's been tough to even get words out uh, what are your thoughts on everything that's happened and how the team has responded to this horrible situation?
0: Well, it was really emotional. I was just shocked. I was at work and I, and I got the news and I was just blown away and everyone at work could tell on my face like something was wrong. And then yesterday when I saw the – it really hit me hard when I saw the team interview and you see someone as strong, as well put together as Trout breaking down, that really makes you, you know, think hard and, and you can tell how much like each player meets to each other on the team, and that it's not just about the game
1: like it's a family it is and it was it's a, by extension we're all part of that family one way or another you know no matter where your politics are no matter your race your gender your ethnicity you know if you are an angels fan or a, really a fan of any team out there there is a certain tie that binds you you we watch every one of these games or listen to them or we associate with this team. For years, day in and day out, we know the farm systems. We learn their all their names. We learn the statistics, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. We get to know them in many, in many ways, better than some of our own friends. So, all that in mind, was it meant to you to see the outpouring of support for folks, you know, from folks across the league, and and also to watch how this team is is fighting back overall
0: it just shows and it means a lot to me that people like care about other people more than like a competition. Like you said, it's a big family and for the MLB it's just a huge family and a lot of these players cross paths with each other. And even if they don't cross paths, they know what it means, all the hard work it takes to get there and to see someone's brother go down and know that their family is missing a part of, you know, it's a big hole in their family. And for them to come out and show support to the angels, it just—it's crazy to me. It's surreal to me still. I, it was a lot of people showing support to the angels on Twitter from um, different um, athletes, even some that don't even play in the MLB. I've seen some tweets out there from like MLB, I mid mean, NBA, and NFL players. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it was crazy to me.
1: And now here they are, the angels. Right now, where as I'm recording the last segment of the of, the, uh, of this podcast for the day. It is uh, the angels are up six two and top of nine, so they could very well f- f- fingers are crossed here. Knock on wood, they could very well win this game as well. We lose Tommy Listella last night. Brian Goodwin, Matt Tice comes up and he uh, <laughs> he has a nice little um, well. I was pretty impressed. I have to say, he comes out there <laughs> nervous as all get out for this game, and he knocks this double. You could tell how nervous he was too. No, he wasn't even. It wasn't a joke, man, he just, it was seriously nervous. And congratulations to him. Uh, congratulations to see this young man who's been banging it out there and AAA, getting to come up and play. And now, for you as an Angels fan, what are some of the concerns you have for the rest of the season?
0: A lot of my concerns kind of I dialed back a little bit seeing as what happened and how the teams a little bit uh down and out, but I'd really just like to see us come together as a team and, and play hard and have fun out there to represent Skag, hashtag we're nasty. Um, if the team could just come together and play hard, I think we can still like compete down to for one of the wild card spots. Even if we just compete and finish near eighty wins, that would be a satisfying year for me.
1: It's really interesting you're saying that because when John and I record the first pod, part of this podcast earlier today, and I mean, and get this, I've already warned people who are going to listen to this that this podcast would be kind of knit together as the day went on. Um, it was he and I reached the same conclusion that we, right now the expectations change. It goes from hey, we think that maybe this team can compete to the wild card berth to now that they've lost 20% of their starting rotation, now that they've lost someone who's a, kind of a heart and soul of the clubhouse, and what that will do to you, I, you temper those expectations. It's going to be really hard for anybody to really criticize the Angels the rest of the year, especially considering Tyler was probably part of their long-term plan. The Angels have to go back and adjust that long-term plan now. This will affect the club, not just in the short term, but in the long term. If we're, if we're talking baseball and we're also talking as people, so it's going to be really hard to try and expect this team to come out there the rest of the year and become all of a sudden a World Series contender. But we can see them fight back and compete and, you know, hopefully use this tragedy to become a closer knit as if they weren't already and just a better group of young men than they are now.
0: I agree. That'll be. That's kind of where I'm at as well. I feel like if they can use the tragedy just to get closer and knit together and if it results in some wins great. But if not at least for next year they can carry that over and you know, it's just really hard for them and I can't imagine what they're going through to have to go back to work a day later and be expected to perform, you know, that's really tough. So how long have you
1: been an Angels fan now?
0: Oh my my whole life. I'm twenty eight years old, so I would say Really, since I was about two or three, I used to watch the Angels with my dad. And I just—I didn't even know who the players were. I was just stare at the screen. But growing up, my favorite player growing up was, uh, I would say, David Eckstein. And then another one of my um, favorite players who was a sleeper would be Reggie Willett. That was one of my favorite players. I used to wear number 77. And when I would uh, play baseball sometimes, and I don't know, that guy really played the game really hard. So I always enjoyed watching him. He was one of my favorite players
1: outside of the World Series victory, which I think would be almost everybody's favorite memory. What's your favorite memory for the Angels?
0: Mm, It would probably be... That's a tough one. Uh, Besides that, it would really just be watching Vladimir Guerrero probably play. That would be another one of my favorite players, just watching him. Um, One one of the memories that really sticks in my head is when he hit a ball that bounced in the dirt (laughs) and hit a double for it. (laughs) That one was really memorable to me. So I used to always, when I told him my friends, I used to always try to do that. And mimic his back and stick.
1: <laughs> I remember that. I, and I remember getting so yeah, mad yeah. at him, too, because he would <laughs> swing at pitches that you would, that no earthly person would ever think to go out there and chase. And he would chase him, and he would get him. Drive you it would be in the other batter's spots. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think, what's going on with this guy? Unbelievable. But he would do it. And... You would do this—that smile on us, that kind of a smirk he had. That is like, like I he know, knew, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. better than you, and I know it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, oh, another yeah. great memory. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, go
0: ahead. Oh, another great memory to be. This is a really recent one. Is when um, Fernando Rodney uh, was pitching against us, and he had did his bow and arrow a little bit too pre- premature. And holes and Trout came back with some crutch hits, and they mimicked his um, bow and arrow celebration. That was really awesome. I love that moment.
1: it be hilarious. I don't know if you. I don't know yeah. if you remember
0: that one. Yeah, but, yeah. There,
1: I, I remember it. And it, ironically, Rodney was also an angel at one point too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This, but you never this,
0: see Trout really get into that. So it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it's very rare for him. He's usually just. A guy who will smile but never really talk to anybody else, and in, in terms of and it, it, you know, talking trash kind of way. And there he goes, he doesn't. So all that in mind. Any final thoughts before we get going for the for the uh, the night?
0: Um, just um, I will have one final question for you as far as um, Joe Adele's progress, and would you prefer to see him get caught up sometime next season, or are you in the state of mind where? Some fans are wishing he would get caught up sometime this year.
1: I think it really depends on how the roster shakes out between now and July 31st. If things are kind of stable where they are, then you call them up in September. Uh, If if it's the case where you need to save, because this is a business, and you want to make sure you save time, if it's, Besides that, I think you wait till next year. People are going to like that answer. You want to see him now. But where he plays right now is not where the Angels really need help. Now, if he was a starting pitcher, and he was in the same place, he'd be up now, by the way. Right. Yeah, he definitely would. he caught
0: a, up all of our prospects.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much, you can guarantee that Suarez is going to be up the rest of the year now. And Berea will probably be up now. is going to be up. So, you, basically one guy who's bounced back and forth to the minor leagues Berea is gonna be up and the one guy's just can you know canning's up and then you have Suarez who we kinda of figured would stay at some point this year. Well now they are staying. If he were a pitcher yeah. he would have been up a while ago. So Joe Adele, I think the Angels are gonna watch his service time. You wanna keep him under control as long as possible. You also want to make sure you don't tax him out too much considering he's coming off a pretty solid injury. I would probably wait until September, call him up, get him some time. If and if by chance they're in the race and they need some help, we may see it sooner. But I'm I'm looking more towards
0: 2020. I I agree, and I still feel like Cole is having a, a solid year. He's actually had one of his better years. He's having his highest slugging percentage and one of his highest OPS. So I'm not really complaining too much about Cole.
1: Yeah, I, I'm looking more in terms of what are you going to do with. Some of these older guys. We we had our Astros preview earlier, and and the the Astros guy basically said, "Listen, you got to get out of mm-hmm. here. You have to get poo holes out of here. You have to get. Yeah, you got to swallow a good chunk of that salary if you have to. You need to get some of these younger guys up and playing, and you know you need to cash in your chips in the season and go. And that was a really hard conversation to have, considering what's going on. But if the Angels do struggle down the stretch, especially with a good chunk of that starting pitching gone, then you have to think well." It's probably it's not really the popular move, but it might just be the right move. I agree. So can you let folks know where they can find you on social media and, and Angels Nation and you know, hopefully get some more of your thoughts and stuff. So-
0: yes. Um you can find me on Twitter at D Mastermind Seven. So it's at D Mastermind Seven. Um I'm I'm pretty frequently on there. At least every single day I comment on the angel game and I try to stay in touch with the community and share my thoughts on the team.
1: All right. So again, thanks so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate you, you stopping in and we'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. Thank you everyone. Have a blessed day.
1: Thank you. And thank you again for your service. All right. I want to thank Dirty for uh, stopping by and, you know, follow him on Facebook at D not Facebook, follow him on Twitter at D mastermind seven Really nice guy, and, and thank you again for your service. It's, I think it's about time for us to go. We're going to watch the game tonight, hopefully. Uh, I, the emotion here, I'm sure you can tell, is, is still strong. It's hard to talk. It's hard to kind of fall through the emotions of you know, the thought process of what happened. But, um, folks, when this team comes home, if you can go, go. If, they're, if, they, if you're out of town... Like me, I live in, in Youngstown. I can tell you I'm going to go up to uh, Cleveland, Ohio to see them play in August. But um, hopefully in a way to cheer you up, I do have a little clip here that I just want to just show you. I asked my daughter today to say her favorite baseball team and talk about who her favorite baseball player was. and Here's the recording, and she's almost four, so if you can't smile at this, then you're a little lost. Have a great one, folks, and that's how we're going to leave it. We'll talk to you Sunday night. I love my trout. He's my favorite player.
2: I hate Tom's tulip shop. It just smells so flowery. Like we're good at your flower shop. You don't need to remind us.
1: No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about.
3: I needed a fake plant. They don't sell fake plants. Thanks for nothing, Tom.
1: And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial, auto, and business insurance.
3: Then he says, have a great day. Uh, I'll decide what kind of day to have.
1: Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliated in third-party insurers.
3: You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill nine 999 percent of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.
1: Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G.